Welcome to Talking Jazz. I would like to do a special today about Indiana's own Cole Porter. On the anniversary of his birth on June 9, he was born June 9, 1891 in Peru, Indiana. And Peru, Indiana is maybe not known as a cultural capital, but as a circus hotspot also. Cole Porter was born there in a pretty wealthy family at the time. And he was a beloved only child. His mother had many miscarriages and some lost children. So she was very, very close to her son. And his grandfather wished for him to practice law and not go into this music business. But he was drawn to musical theater. And there's there's quite a parallel to Indiana's own Hoagy Carmichael also, who was who went to law school and actually started practicing law and then realized, no, songwriting was calling him. Cole Porter went for his calling and started to have a success in 1920 and was by 1930s, he was one of the major songwriters for the Broadway musical stage. What is very, very unique about Cole Porter is that he always wrote the lyrics as well as the music for his songs. And that is very, very rare. And that makes the songs so special. The lyrics fit the music perfectly. And often the music underscores uh, so well what is being said in the lyrics. It's, it's woven together in a very special way. So I want to start with this arrangement of one of his most popular songs, Begin the Begin. Um, this is actually the version that Cheryl Crow did in the documentary, It's the Lovely. And if you haven't seen the Cole Porter documentary yet, It's the Lovely, please do so. It's widely available. And the cool thing about it is that it, it uh, features many of his hits in very unique and special arrangements and with, with uh, unlikely stars, so like this one. So begin the begin. What is the begin? Just a made up dance step. <laughs> so this is probably what your grandmother and grandfather met to and fell in love to when they were dancing to begin the begin. Here is Shell Crow's version from It's the Lovely. Once more, 
Begin the Begin, Cheryl Crow's version from the Cole Porter documentary, It's the Lovely. And we're celebrating Cole Porter's music today, A, because he's an Indiana native, and B, uh, he was born on June 9th. He's a fellow Gemini. Good month, June. <laughs> he, you know, even going to Yale, where he was still destined to become a lawyer, he studied also language and, and literature, he already wrote about 300 songs. He was extremely prolific. One thing that I mentioned earlier was that he put words and music together at the same time. So a really great example of his skill of, of weeding words and just coming up with witty, witty verses is his song, Let's Do It. So at Harvard already, he switched to the music department. He studied harmony and counterpoint, and he went for it. And 
let's do it. Um, I'm going to play the Ella Fitzgerald version from her 1956 Cole Porter songbook. The way the verses string together and the wittiness of who is all doing it, just sit back and enjoy and, and laugh along. So here's Let's Do It, Ella Fitzgerald from the 1956 Cole Porter songbook. Cole Porter song. We are 
paying tribute to Cole Porter today, who was born June 9, 1891. I was telling the story how he went to Yale, how he studied music, and then soon uh, moved overseas uh, during the First World War and um, actually maintained a pretty luxury apartment in Paris where he entertained. And um, as is also widely known, he was uh, bisexual, had lots of gay activities, but still met and married uh, Linda Lee Thomas, who was eight years his senior and was a rich divorcee from Louisville, Kentucky. The two of them had a working agreement. They they loved to support each other. They adored each other and um, they knew what everybody was up to, but it was part of their partnership and they stayed married from 1999 until her death in 1954. I want to play next I get a kick out of you and I want to play the Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga version in tribute A to the partnership of Cole Porter and Linda Lee Thomas but also the really incredible partnership that Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett struck first starting with the duets and then creating several albums culminating in the last one in Love for Sale which was all Cole Porter songs and won the 2021 Grammy Award for uh, Album of the Year, which was an incredible achievement. And of course, it was uh, very, very emotional too, as um, Tony Bennett is aging and is battling um, Alzheimer's disease. And it documented how music was absolutely in his heart and in his nature and he was singing even though his uh, disease was already advancing so here is the uh, version of lady gaga and tony bennett doing together i get a kick out of you My story is much too sad to be told But practically everything Leaves me totally cold The only exception I know is the case When I'm out on a quiet spree Fighting vainly the old and we And I suddenly turn and see Your fabulous face Talk about me <laughs> I get no kick from champagne Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all I'm sure that if I took even one sniff It would bore me terrifically too 
Yet I get a kick out of you I get a kick every time I see You standing there before me Flying too high with some gal in the sky is my idea of nothing to do. Yet I get a kick out of you. To see you obviously do not adore me. I get no kick in a play. Flying too high with some gal in the sky is my idea of nothing to do. Yet I get a kick. That was I Get a Kick Out of You, a popular Cole Porter song, and this was the version from the Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga album Love for Sale that won the 2021 Grammy Award for Best New Album. As I mentioned, I'm paying tribute to Cole Porter today on his uh, June 9th birthday, 1891. And we heard so many versions of his songs and others singing them. And we're getting here to his way where he's conquering Broadway. But, you know, it wasn't a straightforward, upward career. There's always ups and downs. And even initially, after he had this successful New York performance of his uh, ballet suite, he actually molded classical and jazz music before Gershwin did it. And it was and the score was actually lost it was later reconstructed from from manuscripts but in any case it was very successful initially and then he wrote several more scores and and shows they were not successful so in 1925 all his numbers had been deleted and Porter was very frustrated by this public response and nearly gave up songwriting as a career. I mean, this is the parts that we often don't know, but you know, every career is an up and down and has frustrated parts. And if we wouldn't persevere and keep going, success is not something that's comes easily most of the time. So at this time in, in 1925, he composed songs for his friends and entertained at his private parties. And here is actually 
a version of one of his most popular songs of Anything Goes, where we hear him sing and play himself. So just imagine being at one of the Porter House lavish uh, luxury parties and here comes Cole Porter and sits down at the piano and sings Anything Goes. That was Cole Porter himself singing his song, Anything Goes. That was recorded in 1934 and um, the audio was um, reconstructed as well as possible, but obviously the technical possibilities at the time were um, different than today. But we're happy to have this recording and we're happy it was documented. So, and I was talking about how he was frustrated, how success was not coming easily, but eventually, of course, he was um, 
in the upper echelon of the Broadway songwriters. He was so prolific and his shows started to have immense success, even though there was another obstacle, which was the Wall Street crash in 1929. He, he kept going and the Broadway business kept going. And one of his most popular songs from this period is What Is This Thing Called Love? And I love this song, and it's a very popular standard among jazz musicians. You often hear it at jam sessions because it's a very unique chord progression that starts with minor on the fourth chord and then works its way to the major one. It's it's really fun and really fun to play on. So since it's so fun to play on, I actually decided to record it on one of my albums and make an arrangement out of it, giving it a little bit of a tango flavor. And this is the arrangement of the Monica Hersick Acoustic Project from the 2011 album Come With Me on Owl Studios.
That was Cole Porter's What Is This Thing Called Love? And this was actually uh, one of my arrangements that I recorded on the 2011 Come With Me album on Owl Studios with the Monica Hersig Acoustic Project. And we're attributing Cole Porter today. Um, he was born June 9, 1891. And I gave some chronicles of his career. By now, he's on the height of his success um, he uh, his shows uh, keep coming paris 50 million frenchmen um gay divorce there's um night and day um so many hits love for sale in this period uh, around the early 
30s and I wanted to uh, share this special version of Night and Day so probably his most well-known standard and this is a gorgeous version that Diana Krall did on her 2017 album Turn Up the Quiet and um, I can't emphasize enough the really special qualities of Diana Krall's approach. She absolutely deserves every everything about her great success. So please enjoy Night and Day, Diana Krall from the Turn Up the Quiet album, a 2017 release on Worf Records.
under a hide of me. There's oh such a hungry yearning burning inside of me, and its torment won't be through till you let me spend my life making love to you day and night. Night and. That was Diana Krall's rendition of Cole Porter's Night and Day from her 2017 Turn Up the Quiet release. And I'm tributing Cole Porter and his career and his prolific songwriting today. And um, we are now in the 30s, late 30s. Um, Broadway has some success, but Porter decided to branch out also to Hollywood and get into movies and writing scores as this was a much b bigger business at the time. Um, so he started writing scores, for example, uh, Born to Dance in 1936, um, You'd Be So Easy to Love or I've Got You Under My Skin are from that. Or there was Rosalie in 1937 featuring in the still of the night. Um, he wrote uh, the score for a short film, Paris, Paris, and um, used some of the songs from the 50 Million Frenchmen. Uh, he also did the cowboy song, Don't Fence Me In for Adios Argentina, which was an unproduced movie in 1934. And when Roy Rogers sang it, it became a hit. Um, so the Porters moved to Hollywood in December 1935, but Linda did not enjoy the movie environment. She was also um, very discouraged by his more and more open homosexual activities and um, left and... Um, went back to New York and Cole Porter tried to persuade her to um, get together. He hastened to Paris and to meet with her, but she remained pretty cool until unfortunately um, fate struck and Cole Porter had a terrible riding accident on October 24, 1937 which uh, left him quite injured and his right leg was supposed to be amputated, but he refused. But Linda returned and uh, they reunited. She took care of him and he was in the hospital for more than nine months. It's, and it, it was a, a terrible accident that scarred him terribly for the rest of his life. 1954, unfortunately, Linda dies um, pretty early and he was devastated. 
in the movie it's still lovely during that scene when uh, he has to say goodbye to Linda there is a beautiful arrangement of his song so in love and that has always been one of my favorite Cole Porter songs and actually one of my favorite versions of it is uh, Chikoria's trio rendition of So In Love that he recorded in 1989 with his acoustic acoustic band featuring John Patitucci on bass and Dave Weckl. So here is Cole Porter's So In Love as performed by the Chikoria acoustic band in 1989.
That was So In Love, as performed by the Chikoria Acoustic Band with John Petitucci and Dave Weckl in a 1989 release. And we are tributing Cole Porter and his music today, um, celebrating his birthday on June 9, 1891. And um, we have time for one last one. This is also the end of his career after his uh, riding accident by um, 1958. He actually did have to have his leg amputated. And in on October 15, 1964, Porter died of kidney failure in um, Santa Monica, California. Um, he was trans referred to the cemetery in his native Peru, Indiana, where he is laid to rest between his wife and father. So we're saying goodbye to him. We're saying goodbye to the show with uh, one of his most gorgeous songs. Every time we say goodbye, we cry a little. Um, and this rendition, so this last one, is actually the John Coltrane version. We know from that album always his uh, rendition of uh, My Favorite Things. But uh, Every Time We Say Goodbye is also on that same album. And um, one of the legendary albums and renditions of it. So we'll hear John Coltrane on soprano saxophone with uh, Elvin Jones on drums and McCoy Tyner on piano. This was, an, and Steve Davis on bass guitar. This was an Atlantic Records release in 1961. Thank you for listening to Talking Jazz and sharing my tribute to Cole Porter and his songs. Go and listen to some more Cole Porter, but we'll say goodbye with every time we say goodbye.
listening to Talking Jazz. Today we pay tribute to Cole Porter in celebration of his birthday on June 9, 1891. You can hear Talking Jazz every Thursday at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. on WETF 105.7 in South Bend, Indiana or online at jazzradiowetf.org and Fridays at 8 p.m. on WICR 88.7 Indianapolis. Previous shows are also on my YouTube channel, Monica Hersig, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Please subscribe to the Talking Jazz playlist. Thank you for listening.